Hello and welcome to the Roasted Games Podcast. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Bill Price. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, today we're just going to jump right into it because we have a lot to talk about. A so lot. we are going to leap head first, feet first. Whatever. 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 First. What? Yeah, just yes. fling yourself at the beginning of the show to talk about what we've been playing because we've been frantically playing a bunch of games over the last couple of days and um, we'll just jump right into that. Do you want to yeah, let I'm, them know what we've been playing? I'm excited to talk about it. So um, we've uh, in the past discussed my quickly earned Kickstarter habit <laughs> and uh, the very first Kickstarter that I ever uh, kickstarted finally came in the mail uh, last week. I'm super, well, this week, actually, Monday. I'm super excited. Uh, so it was uh, Whales Destroying the World, which is a um, social deduction game wherein uh, most of you playing are going to be, it's th- like three to seven players, most of you are going to be whales um, forming armies intent on taking over the world. Um, so it's a little bit of gritty realism there, which is what I really like in my uh, my games. With your whale games? Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't like my whale games to be too fantastical. Yeah, you know, I, I want it to be believable, <laughs> like this one. Um, and then some of the other players are human superheroes who are, I think they're called super spies, which are trying to uh, subvert the whales. Um, so that's, uh, we, we played that a couple times. Uh, Kaz was, you know, on Kaz time, so he missed it. But uh, I played with some other people, and um, it went really really well the very first game didn't go so well um i was first player and i um caused someone to win on the very first turn my first turn so um it's my complete lack of uh of understanding of that of situational whale tactics uh <laughs> That, that led that one Which astray. is a phrase you need to learn for this game. Yes, yes. Situational whale tactics. Um, there's a quiz later. But we, uh, a- after that, the second game we played uh, was about 15 minutes or so, maybe maybe 20. Uh, most games are supposed to average around 15. Uh, and it went really well. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of, yeah, um, because there's so much interaction because it's a social deduction game. Um, and I really liked the way, uh, it's so simple too, and I'm going to go into this in a second, but um, it, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it, it had a lot of those ah moments that we've talked about before, um, but the thing I really, really like about it is there's really only one thing that you do. It's so simple. It's like a paragraph is could be the whole rule book. I mean, there's a couple little situations that come up, that, but um, the rule book's very small, and it's so simple. You literally draw two cards. You discard one face up, keep the other one face down, and you try and give it to somebody. And they either take it and play it in front of them, or they refuse it and you play it in front of you. And that's the whole game. Uh, you're basically you're trying to do uh, pairs, um, pairs of uh, the three different colors. And if you get a third card um, in the set, then you discard the entire. Uh, the entire set and start over again on that color. So, but it's so simple. And before I played it, I was actually a little nervous because I'm looking at it going, this does not seem very fun. It seems like really simple, like absurdly simple. But when you actually play it, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot more strategy than you would think there would be. 
um, it a lot of interesting situations come up, and it's uh, it's really fun. It's got a lot of good. Yeah, I said I, said I missed it. I like it's such a silly game. I really want to check it out and quick, right? It's fifteen minutes. Yeah, at least at the most ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's uh, it our our first real game understanding it took right around that fifteen minute mark. So I yeah. imagine you could fly through it if you're. And I believe you set the record for fastest game as I did, well. I did, I did, and I am going to be sending that in to the. Just want to make sure you mentioned it. Yes, you guys hit all the markers for the game. So yeah, no, that looks like a fun one. I'm excited to try that one as well. Um, what else? So we're, you guys were playing that one before I arrived, and and then um, you arrived. I don't know what you played. Uh, I think I read when you were finishing up your second or third playthrough of that game. Okay, and that and makes then, sense. So uh, I also got another Kickstarter game called Born to Serve by Shoot Again Games. And uh, it is the, the awesomest theme of all time. It's, I backed it purely on the theme. I'm not even sure I really looked at the mechanics, uh, mechanisms. Well, mechanics are sweaty. Um, <laughs> but no, the, I, I don't even... It, it's really cool it's uh superheroes you're all superheroes and the government has halted your funding so now you all have to go get jobs and there's a cafe in town who's hiring for one server so you are all uh the owner has agreed to let you all wait tables for that night and whoever gets the most tips gets the job yeah. So you're basically your superheroes. It's pretty cruel super, if you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> ultimatum to these heroes of the city, <laughs> right? You're superheroes with superpowers, waiting tables, and all the there's like twelve different heroes. There's a ton of them, and they all have really neat and pretty unique powers, um, and it kind of helps them with different things. And it's uh, you're just vying for tips, and it's uh, it's area control game uh, by nature, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah, it's fun in that there's so many things to do. You're, like you're placing your your place markers on the tables themselves, and then power up basically abilities. Um, and so there's jockeying for position, but it does feel it's feel very lighthearted. And um, yeah, it, the theme fits well. Like battling yeah. over a busy restaurant to try to fit tables, and it's kind of funny because you're not exactly fitting uh, choosing uh, a specific table. You're actually serving the individual people at the table so each chair the tables have a certain amount of people at the table so you're actually battling to serve as many of them as you can to get a majority so you can score off the table or if you don't score the other way it works is the main person who has the majority gets the most points off the table but you can still if you have a presence there still get points so you're at least right. trying to get in on your other scoring table. points yeah you're busting you get a busting tip so it it's great in that fa- in that way that a lot of great games are where you can get a lot of points in a lot of different ways and find ways to trickle in points here and there. So you're rarely doing something that is not going to do something positive for you in some way. Yeah, and you can also play markers on um, staff, like bartenders and hostesses and the owner is a card. Um, there's maitre d' and the chef. And when you place uh, stuff on them, they do something for you. They they can increase the tip value of a table. They can uh, swap tokens. They can just pay you outright. Um, they can let you recover people from the phantom realm, which is where, <laughs> uh, where your service markers go to die after they win. Um, there's no way to recover those. I feel like uh, that should have been renamed. Like that's, that's the one thing. It's like, why are my guys going to the fan? Like maybe, that should have just been the break room right. or something oh, like that. That's a great. I idea. feel like that should have clearly been yeah. renamed. But, but it's uh, it's it's cartoony and it's silly and it's it's funny and it's uh, 
it's kind of breezy. It's not real intense mechanisms. There's not like there's there's a lot going on, uh, but not like a lot going on. I'd say uh, on a, it's it's yeah, it's it's fairly light, but um, but not as light. Yeah, it's not super light. I'm actually I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm curious what the board game rating is, but I think the box is 13 plus rating for age. If you can. Go off of those non-exact yeah, specifications. Here's, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna rate this on a coffee. Oh yeah, color scale. Forget for complexity. The peanut scale. No, pe- peanuts are for for satisfaction. Oh, never mind. Don't forget the peanut scale. <laughs> but the coffee roasting scale is going to be for complexity. I think because like the darker the roast, um, the heavier it is. Yeah, the richer. I think this is kind of a. Sort of a mezza morning blend, if you will. Whoa. Um, I don't even know what that yeah, is. I, I don't either, but I, <laughs> I heard a commercial for it. Um, but it's... Uh, morning blend. Oh, no. Yeah. Morning yeah, blend. Morning I get breakfast blend. Yeah. 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 It's a okay. little lighter, yeah, yeah. but not like... Satisfying, a, though. Yeah. Not like yeah. a light, light roast, you know, like you see, like that's uh, mostly water or whatever. So, I mean, there's some meat to it. Yeah. Um, if it were chicken wing, it'd be like sort of a, you know... Uh, Smaller, crispier wing, but still have a little bit of meat on it. Um, so our rating system is pe- peanuts. We're, we're not roasting coffee wings, and chicken wings. Yeah, we are not roasting <laughs> wings. Uh, so so back to coffee. I'd call it a morning blend in complexity. I I'd agree with that for sure. Yeah. So like so just uh, a sense of how we could go on the scale. If we're going lighter, that's higher caffeine content for roasted. So it's going to be a quicker maybe. Ga- faster game or less in t- less in depth game, I guess, but. Not faster necessarily, but well, I think like an espresso shot would be like a fast, quick, dynamic game where it's like yeah, go go go, maybe almost real time, you know, um, like like parade. <laughs> I'd say would be a, a, a like a half espresso shot. You know? Okay, I, you were afraid I wasn't going to mention parade. parade. <laughs> oh, oh no, I was going to do it if you didn't. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so it's probably like a, a half espresso shot, maybe like an americano or something. Um, where it's uh, it's quick, it's enjoyable, but it it does have that that caffeine content where you're like, whoa, yeah, kind of getting a little shot in the arm here. But uh, I don't have to just sit there and plod like I would as you know, dark coffee just drips slowly. <laughs> so are we? So we? <laughs> so now I, I need to nail the rating system down. So are we roast? Are we rating on roast? Because espresso is a dark roast. Are we rating on roast, or are we rating on the way the coffee is made? So we've got drip coffee versus espresso, mm. but lighter roasted beans have more caffeine, but they're not as depth of in deep of flavor. But I think the lighter games, the quick games, should just be shots, and nobody does like a shot of like it's a shot of weak coffee right i mean does anybody say that they're like hey i'll take a shot of weak so that's so should we just have like espresso ratings like a certain amount of espresso yeah we could do that we could do that we could like a uh what the americano which is espresso and water yeah and that's just like a that's like your morning blend kind of that's like yeah yeah yeah. all right we're we're honing in on this yeah it's a little shot in the arm we uh (laughs) we we will not only rate the games in the future, but we will explain that rating again. And that's the uh, and it sign of a good rating system. Yes, and it may it change needs every in-depth time. explanation each time <laughs> yeah. we bring it up. Exactly. Well, it, why why wouldn't you want to explain <laughs> it every single time? 
Um, yeah, like these star reviews where you're like, five's better than four. Well, okay. Duh, but well, that tells yeah. you nothing. That's for idiots. Idiots do not listen to this show. <laughs> That's right. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> yes. You are not an idiot. And we'll say that on the record. We are saying that on the record. Everyone listening right now is honey roasted. <laughs> Peanuts, not coffee. Because <laughs> honey roasted coffee sounds actually kind of good. Yeah, but that it sounds probably, actually really good. Maybe we could invent... Um, I don't know if... I don't, I don't know if that would take off. But um, so anyway, that that's uh, Born to Serve by Shoot Again Games. Um, what else did we play? Did we play? We didn't play anything else. Game night, right? But um, yesterday, yes, game night. That was pretty much it because that we played four. We played it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like twice as long as it should. Have been. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was still fun. It was one of those things that kind of reminds me of my Quacks of Quedlinburg issue, where it was still like, I like this game. Oh, that's how you really do it. Oh wow, I oh, like it yeah, even more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, um yeah but so, it was uh we played with it plays two to five we played we should also say it's uh shoot again games as the publisher and designer uh that is well the designers are nick and diane sauer and shoot again games as the publisher um it plays two to five they say to an hour but i think it took us longer than that right like um it it did but we also i mean we played it wrong played but. uh absolutely wrong in a way that would extend it by like you know a lot um and even when we played two players today, I believe uh, we realized that we had too many tip cards. So it shouldn't have been as long as it was today either. So I, I think an hour is probably fair if you know how to play the game and you're playing it the way that the designers intended, which, I mean, why? But I guess some people do. Because, right. Know, why not? Um, but we uh, yesterday, we got together to record and ended up, playing games instead and not recording so we're back today to yes it's been a kickstarter uh week yes bill's bill's kickstarter christmas has all come in exactly <laughs> a lot so, of it is. so we um those games that we mentioned in a previous podcast anthelion conclave of power and antinomy I think we pronounce it. Antinomenomeny. My, my wife said we pronounce it three different ways when she listened to the last one. And she's like, what's it actually called? I'm like, I think it's antinomy. And she's like, because you said antinomy, antimony, and, and antimony. And I'm like, uh, it's like alimony, I guess. But no, antinomy. Um, they're both, uh, both of them are um, the whatever game. What are those called? What's the name of that publisher? Button Shy? Button Shy yeah. Games. Yes. I love Button Shy Games. Yeah, so these are two fun. little Button Shy Games fit in a wallet, come, come in a little wallet, um, and uh, two players, both of these. Mm-hmm. Um, One comes with a, a Antinomy comes with a solo expansion, um, and we played it, and basically it's uh, your two wizards uh, fighting in the like time continuum. And uh, so you use a hand of cards that you're trying to match either symbol, number, or um, artifact. Uh, No, symbol, number, or color. And uh, you use those cards in the meantime to acquire, uh, to replace other cards in the continuum to try and get your hand to, uh, and you move up and down the continuum to collect cards. Uh, And it's it's a really neat system that they use uh, because the card has those three identifying pieces of information. And you go, if you're going up the continuum forward in time, uh, you go by the number on the card, uh, that many spots. But if you're going backward in time, you can drop back to either the color or the uh, artifact uh, that's, that's going 
backwards in time. Um, so that's kind of a neat little twist is that you can't always land on the cards that you want to. And uh, you end up trying to collect uh, sets of cards in order to um, collect these crystals of something or other paradox crystals. Um, and the first one to five paradox crystals wins. Uh, we played it a couple times. I lost both times. <laughs> and uh, so I think this game's, you know, mediocre at best. <laughs> I think this game's stupid and I don't like it. <laughs> no, Bill, it's... Uh, Bill, it, Bill it, pulled it out of his pocket. It's all crumpled up. You can tell it's been ripped. <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I think it's... Um, <clears throat> it is great. I actually... We were talking about how this game feels like... Um, it's got just like a chill feel, and and one thing I like about it, just your it goes quickly, your turns are fast, and that sort of that middle tableau that you're moving up and down. One thing I like about it too is that your direction that you move is opposite. So when you move uh, your guy up based on the numbers, you're going right, but it's my right, so you're going the opposite right. direction when you're moving up, and so I have to keep that in mind. And then when you're moving back based on a similar color down the line to match that you're moving left but it's my left and right. so bill's doing the opposite of that that i'm doing and so i have to keep that conscious in my mind but it's also really a fun like you're sh- constantly shifting um up and down in this how many cards are in the row it's like um it is uh 10 12 is nine, that many? nine cards nine um so you're up and down nine cards and it just feels like um the, honestly what feels the most to me is like like uh if you've ever played, if you're a backgammon player, and backgammon, you can kind of just sort of passively, you know, play. It's sort of just this chill feeling, mm. relaxed feeling of play. Unless you want to really math it up. Right, unless you're, you're totally really serious can. about it. Yeah. yeah, but you can kind of passively play and sort of, it's just sort of a nice game to play over a discussion or just hanging out or maybe a cup of coffee or a beer. But, um, and then after we were done, we are both kind of chatting. We were like, God, this feels like so interesting I, this would be good as a first player game and then bill's like well guess what and there's a first player expansion that comes with the game so you can play first player um as well because you're kind of doing your own thing but you do obviously have to watch what the other person's doing because you get those clashes and the clashes add quite a they bit do. to the two-player game because they are suddenly suddenly there's attacks in this game and I, I didn't read really how the first player works and how that would if there's a similar uh, mechanism there but um yeah, I haven't really gotten into the solo worlds yet. I'm not much of a solo player. Um, you are. Where the yeah, I love I like playing a lot of solo games. Um, but where the math comes in is besides of just like calculating where you need to go to collect um, sets as quickly as possible up and down this line. When a clash happens, suddenly you need to be, or before that, you need to be trying to remember, or if you can, pay attention to what value of cards the other players has because the clash is resolved by who has the most um, number value on the cards that are available plus whatever the uh, background color the token is on at the moment the active background color that one is not count so you've got to kind of remember what you have and what they have if you're going to plan on clashing and sometimes you have to clash there's times that we just were like well there's no other move here so and we're not sure exactly how we feel on that we that was the one thing where we both were like the clashing really, uh, because especially if, because in the first game, um, Kaz and I were, were neck and neck. We both had maybe like three or so um, Paradox Crystals and we're well on our way. We'd been avoiding uh, going anywhere near each other and he lands on me and we clash. And he had like two fours and a three or something and I had like one two two and so of course he wins and when you win a clash you steal a paradox token so now he had four and I had three or I I had two 
and then I moved somewhere else, and then he moved right away to clash with me again. I'm like, uh, okay. So he won that clash and <laughs> took another one. Right. So now it's a five and one. And then I moved, and he did it again. I just, and he's yeah. like, I got it. And, and I'm like, well, well, God. It was, it was, that it was sucks. really frustrating for Bill because <laughs> I had a series of ones that made me move up one space to where he was. He was next to me, and I just happened to have those ones. And it was just like, well, that's clearly the obvious strategy is to follow him because I know what he's picking up and I know what numbers I have and I know what numbers he have because I just clashed with him. So I'm yeah. going to keep following. So it's kind of a... I mean, on the plus side, if you have no Paradox Crystals, they can't steal any if they clash with you. So they can just sit around and beat you up for no apparent reason, uh, which is fine. Um, kind of boring, but fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, uh, if you guys are both doing pretty well, if one person gets a couple of fours in that hand, uh, it's rough going, man, especially yeah. if they can, if you can keep following, which you totally could. And that's kind of what we were saying is that it's sort of that f- the feeling of the game is very relaxing until that happens. And then suddenly it gets, it can get really frustrating Yeah, and it feels like you have no agency to break that. Right. Like real agency. I mean, the main strategy is if you to get away from someone if you have low value cards and you don't want to be clashed you need to get a certain distance so they can't down the line so they can't conceivably get to you but in that situation there's no way you could have like like i I couldn't get far enough away that you couldn't follow exactly so that was almost unavoidable with the cards i had like i just was able to just kind of follow you as you moved i could follow you down the line just because of the cards i had but it's it's kind of a i don't know it I, th- I like the game. I think you like the game too. But, I, I do. I, I but like, that definitely like I like the game a lot. Takes I, you out of it a bit. It 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 does. I don't think that that particular scenario would happen any more than like one out of ten times or something because you like you said you would need kind of the perfect blend. Uh, there's only sixteen cards in the whole game. Right. Right. So um, getting the perfect blend may not be as tough as as we think. Um, but I think that uh, it was, yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I really like the, the dynamic of the movement along where you kind of, it, it's a puzzle because you have to sit there and go, okay, I can go up three spaces, take this card, and then it's a yellow key. Yellow right now is blocked, so I can't use the yellow, but the key I can move back to this key over here, which does fit in with the right numbers I need in my hand for you know, to get a, a set of three and get a paradox crystal. So it's uh, it's it's really an interesting mechanism that I haven't really seen. Um, it it also kind of struck me as sort of uh, that it's a really clean mechanism that is almost begging to be made into something larger yeah like you could add pieces to it and add cards and add things and add tokens and add stuff and before you know it you could build a really solid what would you say maybe just like uh maybe not a dark roast game but kind of a. Ooh, we're back to the system um you, you could, know a good like lunchtime coffee you know maybe yeah, I think a you could get mcdonald's up. with mccafe with no creamer yeah there you go a brunch or lunch coffee yeah, yeah for sure yeah yeah um because yeah there definitely feels like you could expand on that because the theme is i mean it's just the theme they came up with and it works and it's nice the yeah, arts the art looks nice barely there yeah but you're two wizards and your 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 symbol to identify you is you each have individual staffs that kind of remind you they're sort of tilted in the direction that tilts you which way is forward um which is always right but you could 
you could add some elements to that to make it feel more like battling wizards. I mean, what's the the only other battling wizard game directly that I can think of is Magic, where it's the similar two player style, where right. you're, you're literally you're two wizards going back and forth. Well, That's like, crazy in depth. You wouldn't necessarily you don't necessarily have to take it there, but you could add a little bit more. Well, like um, uh, wars, uh, summoner wars. Yeah, that's kind true. Of that's a similar true. Was, thing. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, what's the other one? Um, arena Mage Wars. Uh, it's Mage Wars Arena and Mage Wars uh, Academy. I think something like that. Uh, those are both wizard on wizard battling games. Um, I would do less battling just because I'm not a super like confrontational take that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would sort of build it into more, I'd concentrate more on set collection and more on uh, like the cards being able to do different things, maybe like multi-purpose cards um, and things like that I think would be yeah. interesting to kind of a choice of, hey, I draw this card. I thought a fun thing would be I draw this card. Do I put it face up or face down? And depending on which direction I have it in my hand, that's what I have pre-designated it as. Yeah. Um, or like you could, if you, yeah, because we were talking about this the other day too. And like, if you had like maybe when you turn in sets, you could turn them in uh, for points or for something else. Like you could turn them in for like right. some sort of attack or defense token, potentially defense. Because honestly, you don't really need to attack. Then it takes it into more of a that take that game. There already is that ability to try to disrupt someone. Right. Or because um, you were t- we were talking the other day about um, individual cards that are dual purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That you were just saying. So I like that idea too. Yeah. It'd be fun to brainstorm around it and I agree and uh, figure it out ways that we can augment it just to play in our own little mess around design corner um, should yes. we talk about Anthelion a bit yes um, I really enjoyed this one as well um, this one probably more so yeah I think between the two this is um, the one that we both yeah. had the most fun with so basically um, you've got these location cards across the top you have uh, well, there's, there's five, five planets yeah and uh, one person is like the the empire, and the other one's the rebellion. Exactly. The yeah, <laughs> you're the, you're good and evil. <laughs> yeah, good guys. Bad and it's guys. a space game. And um, so you line up five uh, character cards. All the rest of the cards are character cards. You line up five character cards in the center, under the planet that's in the middle. And uh, each what you you have to do is you have to do two uh, card specific powers either uh, character powers or uh, location powers two of them on your turn they must be you must do two they can't be the same and you uh you can't undo fully uh the last player's previous turn so if you and if you cannot do what the power is to its fullest extent then you cannot use it um every character has a unique push or pull kind of mechanism where you can maybe uh, push that character towards the other side uh, one and then pull another character towards you. Um, Once it gets past that fifth card uh, it goes into your conclave and becomes a character that you have and they have stars on them and the more stars you get uh, the first one to ten stars wins. Yeah, you basically Um, recruited that character onto your side permanently and their point their points go to you and their ability, ability their act yeah. is active just for you right so it's it's very much a tug of war game 
where I kind of give a little one direction, take a little the other direction. Uh, you can also, there's powers that'll allow you to like um, discard cards from the board and draw a new character card. And it's just basically you're trying to get, be the first to 10 stars in your conclave. And uh, it's anything from some characters have one star, some characters have uh, four, four, or four, five, or five. Yeah, five. Yeah, I think. Um, and then some of them will have like four, actually, no, I think bonuses if a certain thing happens. Like there's one card that's like if the other, if you have this in your conclave and the other team recruits this specific character, you get three extra points or something like that. Um, so it's it's pretty neat. Really, it's, uh, really interesting. Yeah, it comes with two factions. Um, and then there's an expansion that adds a third faction, which is, uh, well, technically there's three factions, the rogue and then the dynasty and the, the rebellion or alliance or whatever it is. Yeah. And then there's, uh, there's another one, a fourth faction, I guess that replaces the rogues, um, in the expansion. It's, uh, for androids, which is pretty neat. It adds a, a kind of a different, Quite different. feel yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, because of the way that they interact with each other, but um, it's so fun. It's, it's such a really a, neat. It's such dynamic. a fun mechanism because you're like, I mean, tug of war. War is an apt um, uh, description. description of it, but it's almost like tug of war with instead of a rope, a pull. Because you're not just pulling; you're also trying to right. shove towards them the guys that you don't want. You're like, take these guys, right? And uh, so you're trying to like offset. You know, you're trying to pull close to you the higher scoring ones are the ones that have higher abilities and then shove them the bad ones but inevitably some of the players are like there's one which is the um what is he? he's not the mercenary he's that one the recruit or the one that foot soldier uh, whatever he is he oh, keeps, he, yeah. in, whenever you push he goes with yeah he just like yeah, follows, he just follows you yeah he follows whatever character you push or pull so inevitably and he does score points and he's a he has some abilities that are helpful but so inadvertently, you can be pushing, if you're pushing a low-value player towards your opponent, he'll go with them. So inadvertently, now they have more options on their side, which is always bad for you. And so it's just a fun yeah, it's, mix of it like can be card really, powers. It can be really, really thinky. Um, and it did, again, the unfortunate part for me is how... The advantage and the unfortunate part for me is how small it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an advantage because it literally is smaller than my wallet. Um, I can take it anywhere. It doesn't. It's not a huge table hog. Yeah. Um, so I can. We can play it, and it's fast. Uh, it's so it's uh, and it's not complex really, but it's. Um, I imagine that it's fairly limited as is because it's a micro game there's only i think 16 total cards in it too yeah um so you're kind of you you go through those characters really quick and it's kind of the same characters that come out every time so the game may feel a little samey after repeated plays we only played it a couple times so it didn't necessarily feel that way plus we played with different factions right Um, yeah so I, i think that there's there's ways to make it more replayable but it it feels like it could also be a much bigger game it could be on sure, a, sure. a bigger scale it could have different locations it could have you know different kinds of resources that could be acquired and things that could be done and uh it just it feels like it could be a much bigger game or like whatever your team is that you recruit you could take that team and then do something with them, either right. replay the same game with them, or you could take that group of people and abilities and power ups and 
start a different, I don't know, you could transition yeah. that into another area of the game. Or maybe you could even use the factions and a set collection role, you know, mm-hmm. where maybe you it increases your stars or victory points or whatever if you have, you know, complete sets or partial sets or whatever. Um, that would be, there's a lot of different ways you could go with it. Uh, I think for for what it is, it's it's very well thought out. It seems very well balanced. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. I like it too. I, I, uh, yeah, it's just a good, it's just a good one. It's another fun one. I would love to take out, just hang out. Like, I think this is one I really want to play with my wife. I think she would like this one a lot. Um, just because we like to play star realms and this is not, doesn't feel anything like star realms, but having that too. Oh, if I will definitely borrow. See, I just pressure you on the show to like, no, 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 no worries. No worries. You're Um, good for it. But, uh, uh, I'm sure Shelly would really like this because we like Star Realms and we like like the Star Realms is quick, it's satisfying, and it's it can get kind of a table hog, but not not really. Yeah. But not, no more Realms. than this, really. I play Star Realms on my phone. I do too. Yeah, that's it. mostly how I play yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, I, the apps are really well done. I think well, yeah. Well, I think once you uh, once you play it on the app a lot. The idea of keeping track of all that, yeah, is kind of daunting. Well, and the annoying like the physical... scorecard system, yeah. and like, oh, I've gotten it, rid of those already. It is but... a little awkward, but yeah, yeah. And so it feels like it fits that. It's a nice sort of fun. Uh, if you like those two-player competitive short games, this game um, really fits that. And and it's just funny. The art is or the art is well done. It's very simple and straightforward. But each character is unique and silly. Absolutely There's unique, brain face. Yes. <laughs> brain face is one of our favorites. Yes. He is an alien that seemingly is made entirely of brain matter. And despite that only has one face shield that he wears. So he's all weak spot. It appears like yeah. he just looks like he's wearing Darth Vader's face mask. Not the top because his brain is exposed up right. there. Well, his super power is that at the end of the turn after you acquire him you discard him from your conclave because <laughs> he probably dies <laughs> he's kind of a total waste of time unless you're going to use him to put you at the 10 points yeah. right away and then you could win with him but he's literally like a last resort which is really neat yeah yeah it's huh. it's it's interesting because he, he like that's what's so cool about it. that honestly that some of the card powers here are just so neat because he is like you said literally useless until unless you can Unless you get him at Unless the right time. Unless you get him at the end. He, he has to be your last scoring character, one of your last scoring characters, because otherwise he just goes into your area and then goes away and does nothing else except give you temporary two points. Yeah. But like at the same time, he would be a good one for some of those cards that are like, push another character as many spots as you want and then pull a character that many spots. Well, if he's kind of toward you and you shove him all the way into the other guy's conclave, you can pretty much take anybody on the board. Yeah. You know, so he's 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 good early on if you know, hey, this isn't going to help uh, help me. But at the same time, your opponent's thinking the same thing. So. Right. And you got to be careful of that. And then uh, the trooper, that's the guy who follows everybody around. Obedient. That is his power. <laughs> he's just a Obedient. frontline trooper and he just whoever's in charge, he runs after them. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's just it's really fun. It's fun. The card powers are interesting and they they are they are diverse. I definitely do agree that it's a small enough game where after a while you're going to going to know kind of you're going to get the, the combos that you uh, yeah. you like the most you're going to try and I, I i think that if you know it well enough i i don't think it would i think it would lose a lot of its luster but, yeah but um, as with most button shy games for the cost of it i think you'll definitely oh, get your money's worth out of this oh, i think question. we already have, we already have yeah, yeah. Uh, no no question about it we've played each one a couple times and uh 
that was worth the like i don't know eight eight or ten bucks or yeah whatever i paid for him because so. you kickstarted i was looking it up myself because i was like i think i might pick this up and i think it's only like 12 bucks for the base with no expansions and then 16 bucks for the exp- for the robot expansion plus i think it's only like three or four bucks shipping so around 20 bucks for what you have right now um if you're buying it straight from button shy so even then i still feel like you'll you'll get your playthroughs out of this game to make yeah. that worth your while yeah. well i've never played a bad button shy game so um it, it honestly if you're looking to get into kickstarter and trying to see what it's all yeah, about yeah that's true um not only are they all super cheap they're all like 10 or 12 bucks um but they're all great games they uh they do one every month and uh they they ship quick so cuz they're done they're pretty much done they'll i think one of these was uh march and one was an april kickstarter and i got them uh like a few weeks ago at the end of may so yeah. i mean th- it's quick uh it's not one of those ones where you'd have to wait for him to you know ship for you know 12 months or whatever yeah well and that's like button shy is such a great company too because it's always fun there always seem like there's their designers or people who um games they pick up are always like little games and they're innovative in their own way or there's something fun and unique usually mm-hmm. that they do even if it's just a slight step aside from something you've already seen before but I don't know. I haven't played a ton of Button Shy, but I think Anthelion Rants is probably one some of their one of their better ones. Um, and that's like you said, saying a lot because they have a lot of good games. Absolutely, absolutely. So, are we doing all right on time? Uh, yeah, we're thirty seven minutes. Sweet. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I have a new segment that I would like to introduce. Um, this may be a recurring segment. If we remember, it may be a just this time segment. Um, but for right now, this is. Uh, this is gonna happen. Um, this is and so this. So I'm gonna do this in sort of game show format. Um, I'm gonna test Kaz. All right. Um, and his how in tune we are. So what I've done is I've come up with five games, and I've come up with what I believe to be the perfect theme song for that game. All right. Um, I am going to uh, say the name of the theme song. And see if Kaz can guess which game I am pairing this with. Okay. So I will start him off with an easy one. Well, uh, since I'm talking to you, I'm going to start you off with an easy one. Um, The Imperial March from Star Wars. Oh, God. I already forgot about that. We talked about this, and I didn't know this. Um, All right. Let me think. Every time I play this game, I think this. I'm playing it in the back of my head. I'm, I don't think I'm going to be good at this game at it's all. It's a large game. Let me yeah, rephrase. Give it's, me. It's, a, it's a game that's for a lot of people. Okay. Um, Secret Hitler? Yes. Boom. Secret Hitler. Right. Bam. Like, how awesome would that be that's to true. be playing that Secret Hitler? Sense. That's imper- imperial. And, yeah. and lay down as Hitler wins. Dun, you lay down dun, the Hitler dun. card. And you're down, 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 Even dun, better dun, when you're dun, like, dun, lay, dun. Down, lay down a fascist <laughs> policy and you're like, I swear I'm liberal. And then it just, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's okay. Um, All right. So we'll go in a slightly different direction here. So we should also say the caveat to this is that these are all games that we've played, you or I own, Correct. and that we've played. So it's yes. not like I, it's not like there's gonna be obscure. Correct. These are these so are all a... games we are very familiar with. Okay. Um. All right. David Bowie, <laughs> Ground Control to Major Tom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm gonna say Space Base. <laughs> space Base. Ding ding. Winner. That does fit pretty well. It doesn't. Yeah. Um. 
Okay, here's one. For, you know what else I thought? Yeah. For no reason, this popped into my head. <laughs> is also, I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that game plays that it song plays more. unbidden in my head when I play that game. Yeah, it might be more Hanumikoji for me. There's <laughs> <laughs> something about that. Just like, all right. Da-da-da. So, when the saints go marching in. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I need you to, uh, to look at this on several different levels. Okay. Okay. The Saints. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's what you're concentrating yep, on. Yep. I think I got Saints it. Go marching in. Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. Yes. That's Not pretty appropriate. Be... That's yeah, like the right? tempo of that song. Yeah. It's like, it's upbeat, but it's like, you know, but it's not too fast. Right. It's a slow burn. Right, right. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, uh, this next one. I'm just. I'm gonna give you the next one. No, I'm gonna wait to save the next one for for a bonus because you may not get that one. <laughs> um, this one, you may or may not get, but we're gonna have some fun trying. All right, Dolly Parton or Whitney Houston. Who? I will always love you. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say the game that first came to mind. <laughs> uh, love letter Archer. Love letter. Is it really? Love oh no letter. way! Yes, that was perfect. Wow, I think like we were two in there because I immediately right. thought love letter. Exactly. Okay. Well, then maybe I specifically you have sh- Archer though, because I feel like maybe you have a shot at this one. All right. Um, Led Zeppelin immigrant song. Oh, it's got to be Blood Rage, right? Oh, that's a good one too. Oh, I'm I thought that, that was our you. Blood Page mention. I'm going to give that one to you. Uh, that <laughs> I thought one, we were getting really clever about mentioning. I was Blood originally Rage. thinking Raiders of the North Sea. Oh yeah, but, that's but a good one. no, Blood Rage would be way better for that. Way better. Yeah, I feel like because oh, you're like more. Not only did you get that, but I think you should get extra points for that. You win. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Okay, so Kaz wins again. So I will. I'll be. I'll make my list, and now next one we'll we'll flip it, and okay. I will uh, present you with my. My best. And then we'll make it harder. We'll just do like David Bowie, one album. <laughs> <laughs> just like break down. David. We'll take a this David is getting Bowie really album obscure. And but. we'll assign a game to each song. <laughs> okay. So that has been game theme songs. The segment. <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll find a better yeah, name we'll, for we'll, that. We'll, but, we'll uh, work on it. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Um, okay. So. I like that. That was pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, because I feel like. That would be fun to have like a, um, I think a lot of people do actually with their game, when they have a, people over to play games, They some people cultivate a music list for the night or have a specific channel that they listen to, cultivate the mood for that game. Yeah. yeah. Or if it's your house and you're losing, you just turn on <laughs> different music <laughs> to replicate your mood. <laughs> yeah. Like little Duran Duran will fix this blood rage problem I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> Wild boys. <laughs> he gets such an intense look in his eyes whenever right. that kicks right. on. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> oh, he's serious. He just put on Wild Boys by Duran. Um. Okay. So uh, we've got another thing I wanted to mention because somebody had said this in a um at a game group one time um, that they hate more than anything not being able to finish a game do you have a problem with not finishing a game because i really don't you mean like just you run out of time or yeah just like you know you're halfway through the game and then you've got to go i don't know pick up your kid or go home and i don't know do whatever it is you do uh yeah for whatever reason yeah yeah, Um, the bar's gonna close that's usually what happens to me yeah (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> literally shoving you over right. the door. Yeah, hey, as you're um, madly you, grabbing pieces you and shoving them in your pockets. You can't play this anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, no one, no one likes it. I'm, I get, of course, but no, not really. I mean, it. I guess. I think the caveat is how close are you to winning is probably a direct <laughs> correlation to how frustrated you are when it has to stop. That actually, you know what? Um, well, that that's twofold. Sure. Because if I have to stop a game and I am currently in first place, mm-hmm. fuck you, I won that game. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And and I'm happy to end the game there. Even if I it's on the, the second turn yeah, I won and the game. I am one oh, point ahead I of you. I do have a, a point. You don't have any yet. So <laughs> I, I guess I played better. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, it's a short-term strategy, but it worked. <laughs> um, if I'm losing a game. <laughs> Start a lot of TI games right before bar close. <laughs> right. If I'm losing a game and it's, uh, and I feel like, there's no chance that I will catch up and I'm just sort of spinning my wheels. Um, I'm happy to end that game too. Yeah. If I am slightly losing a game, but I feel like I have prepared to do, to jump ahead and that I ultimately big moment is at hand. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm in a position to win. Um, I can, I struggle a little. That's kind of the one where you want to be like, Hey, I'll take a picture of the board state (laughs) Um, and, you know, just log your cards because I want to come back to this. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, nobody wants to do that. I've, you know what I've done before is just like, oh, we got to quit. Okay, let me just show you guys what I was about to do. <laughs> and then I just, because I just want you guys to see how amazing this would have been. Can somebody, ooh, or ah, uh, <laughs> give me or a, both. give me an attaboy, somebody, <laughs> please. All right, that's it. it. I'm turning on, I'm turning Japanese again. <laughs> Fine, fine, guys. Show, show <laughs> For us. For the love of God, show where does he us. hide that boombox? <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> it's like it's and I have a boombox. I don't play it off my phone. I literally bring a <laughs> '90s era boombox and slam it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how you'll know when it's I'm serious. It's only I got turn. one tape in the deck, and it's stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> I had an old boombox way, way, way back, way back. Like I was probably in, um, I don't know, seventh or eighth grade maybe sixth grade and it was uh i had a tape that was stuck in in it and every time i try and pull the tape out it would catch and i I either had to unspool the whole thing and destroy it or i could just leave it in there and replay it and it was uh rockwell somebody's watching me (laughs) that's a creepy tape to have stuck in there i swear to god i listened (laughs) to that song a thousand times because uh we were is in louisiana and we didn't have like there was garbage radio stations, and yeah. and it was just like this is my boombox and CDs hadn't been invented yet, and I just kept playing. That's a tape. Somebody's like, watching me by Rockwell. Or you feel like if it gets stuck in there, you feel like am I being pranked right now? It's like, <laughs> somebody's watching me. <laughs> this is <laughs> weird. I don't know who would go out of the way to do this, but good on you. I'm a kid. Like, yeah, I'm a, a child. Kid. Oh, yeah. And those boomboxes, man. They were yeah. big and they were so fucking cool. <laughs> right? They were so cool. Yeah. The blockier, the better. Yes. Yes. And they were surprisingly light. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you always expect when you see, like, uh, like breaking, you know? Yeah, those chrome-looking uh, ones, too. Yeah. They're, like, solid block like, of aluminum. Oh, those weighed, yeah. like, 100 pounds, but they didn't. They were super light. Yeah. Like, like, I could eh. easily put it on a shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you always thought he was really strong, but no. Yeah, no. The, the camera fa- pans out and it's actually, like... 
some guy who's like the size of Tom Cruise. You know, always bug like, me oh. with those commercials with the guy putting it on his shoulder. You know what he does? He always turned the speaker towards his head. And I always <laughs> got annoyed by that. I'm like, why wouldn't you flip it around? Wow. It's right next to your head. You're going to hear it just <laughs> fine. fine. But now everyone can enjoy it. And you have a slightly left more of an ability to understand what's going on around you. Yeah. There's a car about to hit you. <laughs> I can't <laughs> hear you. <laughs> this raging tune. <laughs> Somebody's watching me. <laughs> Uh, okay, so at least we managed to stay on topic. All right. We didn't. Okay, so that's not finishing a game. I think we've established that. That's just something that uh, that somebody had mentioned. At yeah, oh, yeah, back to that. would be interesting. To, yeah, I, I honestly, it doesn't bug me that much. I think in most of the time, too, like, if it's at a game night, I've probably played a game at least before that or played that for a while or whatever reason it is, and... and I've usually been having fun. Like I, I like winning games, of course. Everybody does, but I, so much of the fun of I think a lot of gamers enjoy just the exploring the mechanisms, you know. And so if I'm like exploring the mechanisms, it's like, oh, that was that was fun. I'm sure I'll play this again, especially if I liked it. I'm not gonna right. just be like, well, that's the one time I had. I guess I'll give it up forever. Um, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've done that too with games I don't like, but but um, yeah, it doesn't bug me that much. Um, Although it does, I do get what you're saying about that moment. You're just about to make your move, and then I'm like, "What? We're stopping? Wait, no! Wait, 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 great! Five minutes? No, 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 no! Yeah, yeah. five minutes for no reason, guys. Yeah, I need, I need, I need at least one more turn after this. At least one. Yeah. That's it. And then, then we're good. Trust me, you'll all be amazed. <laughs> so amazed. Don't make me get I'm the gonna, jukebox. Yeah, I will. Oh, I'm bringing it off the floor. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Um, did we talk about like anything besides just like <laughs> playing these games? <laughs> we went into yeah, we did a mechanism discussion. Uh, we could, um, well, not really. I mean, well, we, we did the music thing. That's pretty. Yeah, sweet. yeah, yeah. That was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, give me one right off the top of your head. Go. Oh Jesus! Your game uh, shelf is right over there. You can look. I won't look. Uh, but I will talk for a moment while you. <laughs> Uh, come up with something um something that actually i heard uh this is interesting i heard uh on a podcast that i was listening to yesterday uh the board game design lab podcast which is a good one um they had this developer on and um <clears throat> he was talking about he used to be uh or he still is a teacher in michigan and he uh he got into board games uh because he had a lot of uh students on the spectrum and uh, he got into board games because he really connected with his spectrum students on the autism spectrum uh, really, really well because um, they typically, their sort of weak spot is um, gauging uh, the rules of engagement and social interaction and things like that. And with board games, to interact around board games, uh, the rules were spelled out and they were clear. Uh, and that made a lot of sense and that that was really neat and kind of a reason why maybe that we see a lot of uh somewhat introverted uh maybe socially yeah. awkward drawn to um, games yeah yeah uh a, a lot of board gamers are on the spectrum and i probably am a little on myself uh, yeah officially or not i think that's i think it's one of those um pastimes that you do have people that are either, some people are very clearly on the spectrum and of course obviously not gonna be like hey are you on the spectrum but it's like it's very obvious that they have um probably some they're on the spectrum to a degree and 
I think you're right though. The board games are that group or uh, a past that I think yeah. draws people towards that because absolutely because there's there's defined rules. It's yeah, you you have to there. This is how we are going to interact mm-hmm. uh, based around this set of rules, and I don't have to interpret your. Uh, body language i don't have to interpret your you know whether you're happy or sad or i don't have to gauge sarcasm or any of those things uh to play this game and have fun on that level and so i thought that was just really really neat and i hadn't really thought about that and i have uh, my oldest son is on the spectrum uh growing up and um he's cool now he's a united states marine (laughs) uh which is awesome he's fantastic uh but that structure really helps him um and so it kind of, I, in really going back looking, that mm-hmm. would make a shit ton of sense. Yeah. Or even uh, like, like even uh, when you're in the game, that is kind of the window you can see those social cues through, mm-hmm. like where it's like you have this base structure that has a lot of, um, yeah, if, or, uh, clear defined laws. And then you're able to negotiate. Cause we've, we both had gaming experiences with people, um, throughout our gaming lives that are very non-communicative in general, but when you start playing a game with them, suddenly they open up. And there's a lot of reasons. It's not necessarily autism. That is a social awkwardness in general that can be that. But it is sort of a magical experience to see how that can create like a comfort level in, in pe- mm. certain people. And I think people in general, even people who are socially open. I feel like it's still like suddenly it's a different thing and you're engaging in a different way right. that, has a, that is about... Um, how you interact with this game. So, yeah, I like that too. All right, yeah. I've got mine for you. Ready? Okay, fire Gre- away. Gregorian chance. This might be too easy. You can look at the. You can look at the wall. Gregorian chance. Wow. Um. Uh, just to be clear, I wasn't telling Bill he had to look at the wall. That's where my games are. <laughs> Bill, look at the wall. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Huh. Maybe pillars of the earth. You got it. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, that might be too easy, but. Not a good book, but oh really? I've never read it. But I thought I'd get like rave reviews. I heard it's like long as hell. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's probably where my attention span issues come in. But um, it's it's just a little boring. Yeah, Um, it's a fine book, and stop raging. Um, (laughs) That's a game. You guys guys who are listening are way too smart (laughs) to rage against that. Clavel or was it? Who was it? James James Clavel. Wrote that? I can't remember who wrote that. Uh, no, James Follett or Ken Follett. Ken Follett fans are going to be just ruining our reviews. Just yeah, so that's okay. Hopefully that this doesn't <laughs> get out. Um, but you didn't say anything bad about it. It's just I have actually never played me. that game. It's a game that I got a while ago, and I, I want to play it, and I actually intend to play it very soon. But I have never played it. Um, but I heard it does a good job. It's worker placement, yes, and it very much. So the game pillar again, Pillars of the Earth is is really really good um, yeah it's I'm one of the first games after uh after Catan and ticket to ride i kind of and then um a little puerto rico and and i started looking at uh board games at that point in time this is i mean a decade plus yeah, ago, ago uh back when it was first in regular yeah because i had the second second um, edition and so i uh had the first edition and which i think is exactly the same thing it's just a i think so too yeah um but <clears throat> I brought it out for my Catan friends, and uh, it was really fun. It was uh, I I probably haven't played it in five plus years, um, but I remember really liking it. Um, everybody who played Catan and Ticket to Ride with me uh, all really picked up on it. They enjoyed it. It's uh, it's not super heavy. It is one hundred percent Euro game. Yeah. Um. So there's really no theme whatsoever. 
uh, on it, um, whatever the theme of the book was. You're I building the cathedral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're building so, this cathedral. So you're in recruiting your worker placement. You're getting workers. You're getting stone at the quarry. You're doing all these other yeah. things. So, um, so it, it is. It's really fun. There's a lot going on, but it's very manageable for for new uh, new players. So yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call it a gateway game right on its own, but it's a good one for that next step once you've hit a few gateway games and you're like, I'd sort of like to see what's on the other side. I don't want to step through the door, but I'd kind of like it if you could nudge it open so you kind of get a glance. Yeah, because it's uh, like you're card collecting too, right? Like you're getting, you have like a, what is it? You like have a tableau of like workers that you hire permanently yeah, uh, and you're you, trying to build that out and, you're, and they yeah, do things and, you and worker placements. Workers, yeah, and it does this really neat um like pulling out of the bag to see who goes first. Yeah. And you can uh, you can choose to go first oh, um, yeah, and the pay a bunch thing, of money, yeah. or you can choose not to go first, and then the next person can. So it uh, it gets cheaper to get drawn uh, right. later. But, Potentially um, less options, but it's going to yeah. cost you less. And um, so, yeah. But the, the worker placement <laughs> is fairly restrictive. So it's if you don't, if you specifically need to do something, it's worth it to buy up in that turn order um, to make sure that you get it. Yeah. So it's not like a lot of worker placement games where every spot has like, you know, 10 openings or whatever. Yeah. Um, So it's, uh, but it's, it's a really, it's a super straightforward, super straightforward uh, Euro game (laughs) about uh, worker placement. So it's a, it's a good game. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Maybe I'll try to get that played within the next week or two and that'll be my, played recently game i can talk about my first impressions of it because i've done a lot of reading about it but i haven't yet to try it so i can't wait i consider it to be a uh a lightly roasted peanut (laughs) on the scale it's not honey roasted because it's not like in my top 100 games so it's it's good nice salty yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's a nice light roast peanut i i like it would you consider boston baked beans you know that candy is that on the scale because those are like i love them too those so are on the good. scale. They're so good. And because that's a peanut right in the middle with that crunchy yeah, yeah, covering. Yeah. yeah. Those got to be on the scale. Is that before or after honey roasted? Because I don't know if I could eat a lot of them like I can eat with honey roasted. Yeah. But I do roast, love I could go them. go shit on honey roasted. But Boston baked beans are like a totally different, like really sweet. Yeah. So I don't know if, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to work that into the. The our scale, along our with scales are a work in progress. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're just. Rate, gonna... How would you rate our scale? <laughs> um, I would definitely give it a Boston baked bean. Me too. Me too. Wherever that so, is, it's good. With, with a, a light uh, hint of circus peanut, <laughs> <laughs> like a Boston baked bean that fell on the floor, but you're like, yeah. eh, it's probably fine. <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah, it's <laughs> depending on what be? floor it was. Yeah, how bad could it be? All right. Well, that's probably a good place to end it. We're. Uh, we're hitting an hour. Okay. Sweet. So we did it. We did it. All right, guys. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, which is Roasted. Roasted Games 1. 1. Roasted Games yes. 1. Um, you can also find us on iTunes. Give us a rating. Uh, Spotify. You can go to our Podcast Network website, eavesdrop.com, and find our Roasted Games page and get leave us a comment. Uh, also, Twitter is a good place to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. So if you haven't before do it now or Absolutely. just i don't know do whatever i don't know why i'm putting so much pressure on everybody all we, the time. we really appreciate it we do really appreciate it yes and, and if you enjoyed it tell your friends about it yeah let them know all right see you guys bye